Hi, welcome back to Bible Stories for Heathen Children. I'm Robbie, and I'm here today with my kids, Aiden and Kieran. Hi! Uh, happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving, guys! Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! The day this goes public is going to be American Thanksgiving. Uh, as you guys know, I've wondered for a long time, for like a month, what story should I tell for Thanksgiving? And I was really thinking hard about it. I had a really silly idea. There's, um... There's this story where the people of Israel are wandering around in the desert and God gives them this magical food called manna and um, they're bored of it. So they ask for meat instead and God sends them meat and he says he's going to send so much quail. It's like a bird, kind of like a turkey. It's a bird you can eat and they'll eat quail until they eat so much it comes out of their noses. That is disgusting! <laughs> so, anyway. That, is, that, that just sounds disgusting. So, given the cultural propensity to eat way too much food on Thanksgiving and get tired of turkey because you cook such a huge turkey, I, th I thought it was thematically appropriate. But to be honest, that's the funniest bit right there. So, there you go. I told the story. Um, <laughs> episode's over. We can go home. <laughs> we are bye, home. Bye. No, that, that's not the Thanksgiving story. I don't... It's not my favorite holiday... You know, because I like the food part, and I like that you guys stay home from school, and Dad doesn't go to have to go to work. Um, I don't so much like the whole mythos, you know, of Thanksgiving. The the pilgrim seeking religious freedom um, bothers me when you take into account all the people in America who haven't been allowed to practice their their religions and their cultures, including, you know, the indigenous people, the Native Americans, or Indians, as, as sometimes kids call them. You know, and the colonial people oppressed them for, like, a long time. We've talked about this stuff before. And they're still oppressing them, them and so the, the whole narrative of the pilgrims and the Native Americans eating together, woohoo! Give thanks to um, the Native Americans! Sparkle emoji, people. heart emoji... But it kind of like rubs me the wrong way because of that of that whole history of white Christian people in America. So I actually was like, maybe I just won't do a, an American Thanksgiving episode. You know, I could just do totally ignore the day. I could like just not do an episode, take another break. Um, but I, I had an idea. Maybe I could do something that would kind of fit. Uh, so I so that's why I was deciding to tell the story of Hanukkah. Which, as you guys know, is the Jewish holiday celebrated in uh, early winter every year. It's The story is the story of the Maccabees. And there's, like, several books, and I haven't actually read the whole books. Ooh, dang. Um, but they're not in the Bible. They're actually in... It's okay. They're, they're actually in, like, the Catholic Bible, which I wasn't allowed to read. But I did hear the story of Hanukkah because Jesus actually celebrated Hanukkah. Because, well, I mean, he's Jewish, and it's a Jewish holiday, so... Why wouldn't it be included what, what's in your the Bible question, if Jesus supposedly did it? Well, um, I don't actually know. It's not. It's in the. It's in the Catholic Bible. It's not in the Protestant Bible, and I don't know why. When people got together and argued and decided what counted as the Bible, they ultimately decided Maccabees didn't count as the Bible. What? The Protestants. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what their criteria was. I haven't really studied it. Um, Kieran, did you have a question? 20 question marks big above head. 20 question marks. <laughs> no, I thought I saw maybe like one little question mark above his head. Wait, like, is Jesus real? Well, the Jesus in the stories was Jewish. There were lots of people in history named Jesus. Um, was the Jesus as 
he exists in the Bible? Did he actually walk the earth? Maybe there's like less evidence for that than there is for like Socrates. Um, I mean, there were people who were noteworthy named Jesus, but um, as far as the Jesus as he's described in the Gospels, we don't know. There's not really, obviously you can't prove a negative, we talk about that, yeah. but um, I don't I don't know the, the, the evidence for whether the Jesus in the Bible actually existed in anything similar to what he's described in the Bible. It's, it's really, like, nobody agrees. Nobody agrees. There's arguments that the evidence doesn't show he existed, and there's arguments that the evidence does show he existed. But um, as far as his existence as a character in the story, he was Jewish. So, anyway, so he celebrated Hanukkah. So I learned the story of Hanukkah. So, uh, anyway, the, the, a couple years back, Hanukkah actually started on Thanksgiving, like the same day, and that was really cool because that doesn't happen very often. Um, but that's not why I was planning to tell the story today. The, the real reason is that it's a really cool people story. It's a really cool story about people fighting back against um, other people trying to kill off their culture and get rid of their culture and kill off their people. And there's a word we use to describe when someone's trying to kill off a culture or a nationality or is targeting a minority group because of their nationality, and that word's genocide. Um, it's a word that, that we use when we talk about what white Americans did to the indigenous people and to other people throughout the history of America. So, anyway, the story of Hanukkah is a story about people fighting to keep their culture, who are, they're fighting against genocide. And so I thought, I thought I'd tell the story today. It's, um, mostly I was just told the story of the oil and a little bit of, you know, oh, oppression, but then, you know, the miracle. And that's really all. Um, it's actually a much cooler story than a little miracle with a little bit of oil. Although I'll get to the miracle part. Um, <laughs> it's, it's less historically, um, found, it's, I don't know how to word it. There's less you historical said, evidence. You said... Well, there's not historical evidence. My mom evidence. said that the oil was I'll get was to it. Years. I'll get to it. Yeah, I'll get to that. You're right. You're right. That it was added years later. Hundreds. So, um, when I was a kid and when I was told, like, any story about people defending religious rights, I was supposed to identify with those people, which maybe seems weird to you because, you know, you know that conservative Christians have a lot of power in our culture, but we were we were always told we didn't have much power, everyone was trying to take away our power, everyone was oppressing us, we needed to fight to keep our religion. The real thing is that conservative Christians are afraid that people will treat them like they treat other people. So the people, because the people I grew up with were trying to get rid of any religion besides their own. Not generally by killing people, mostly just by converting people. Although Christians have done that in the history of the world, killed people because of their religion so anyway i was a part of that of getting trying to get rid of every religion by making by getting people to follow your religion so i i went on mission trips and i um you know i tried to get people to give up their religions and believe in mine instead and um, i was told that was a good thing but now i know that was a bad thing and that hurt people so it's kind of with that idea in my head that that i've been part of trying to push my culture on other people that i wanted to tell the story about the Jewish people fighting to keep their culture. So, um, setting the stage, finally getting to the story, <laughs> the Jewish people lived in Israel and the world had been in turmoil. So, um, Alexander the Great, he, he's, he was kind of Greek, but actually he was from Macedonia. 
Um, so he had taken over a whole heckin' lot of the world, of the, of the world around that area, not, not really the Americas. So he was spreading Greek culture everywhere. And the spreading um, and sharing the culture probably looked less like loaning a book and more like passing on a virus, like sneezing on someone and they get your cold and it invades their healthy cells. Mm. Metaphor. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not actually, I haven't studied this part of history a whole lot, but um, I did some research for this. And as, as near as I can tell, Alexander the Great conquered a boatload of land and people and spread Greek culture throughout the area and then died and then there was a lot of like fighting and monarchy springing up from what used to be his empire as people try to take power and and stuff so then you have um the Syrian empire Israel was kind of just inside the Syrian empire the the Greek like culture just hanging around in there. yeah like they it just they weren't yeah. exactly I don't know that they wouldn't have considered themselves Syrian, but the Syrians considered Israel part of their land. And Israel didn't really get a lot of say in that. So this story is about them having a say in that, you know. Yay! So um, the Greek culture had basically taken over Syria, and, and the Syrian Empire was basically a Greek empire, or at least, you know, culturally it was Greek. And so some of the richest people in Israel, or it, it gets called Judea in, in this time period sometimes, uh, they were comfortable with simply changing their religious practices. It was a pretty good political and financial decision to just go along with that. But, you know, the poorer people don't have as much to gain by just going along, and they have a lot to lose. They have their whole culture to lose. Um, so anyway, this, this, you know, some people going along with us, some people just following their own religion, that wasn't good enough for the king of the Syrian Empire in about like 168 BC wow. or BCE. So this is, you know, he's King King Antiochus the Fourth, because it's like a Greek name. So there's been several King Antiochuses. Anyway, he's like, um, he wants everyone to get along. I've got the air quotes there. He wants everyone to believe the same thing. He thinks the way to make everyone get along is everyone has to have the same beliefs. Um, and, and that might, like, we'll all celebrate the same holidays. We'll all have the same culture. Except, you know, there's, there's an or else there. It's not just, would you like to share my holidays with me? It's, you will share my holidays and you will give up your holidays or else. And the or else there means basically, I will kill you because I'm the king and I can do that stuff. Because so I'm the king. I gotta want the power so I can do that. Yeah, yeah, basically. I'm the king. I can do um, whatever I want. I don't care what you guys want. I just care what I yeah, want. Yeah, he doesn't. He, I think he he might have believed he was a really good person doing a really good thing, but he was doing bad things at hurting people. Um. So so here's what he did. He made it illegal to practice the Jewish religion, like at all. He said if you read the Torah, you know the the scriptures. He could kill you. He said, what? he said, he's, I'm in charge and I make the laws and this is the law. You know, you read the Torah, I'll kill you. You observe the Sabbath day, the day of rest every Saturday, I can kill you. And um, not only did he make these laws that said he could kill people who, who worshipped God, you know, their way, who celebrated their religion, worshipped their God. Not only did he do that, he marched his troops into Jerusalem 
the capital city of, of Israel, and he went into the temple and he destroyed like all this special stuff, and he set up an idol, which is a statue of a Greek god. So um, basically, in 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 Judaism, an idol is like statues of gods that aren't. You're not supposed to make a statue of God, you know, the God of Israel, and then any other statue of any other gods is considered an idol, and it's really like bad. So he puts this thing that the people consider bad, he puts it in the temple. And not only that, he he puts um, pig's blood on the altar, which pigs are unclean in, in the Jewish religion. So like, imagine knowing what's really important to somebody's belief system and using that just to hurt them as much as you can, like as efficiently as possible. Like that's what he was doing. Um, and that's why like, you? do what? Why you? Why you? Why you? Why? Why, why you that? do that? Um, because I, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I really I'm a mean don't. Dude and I have all this power until I can. Because he can. So that's right. part of it. So, um, well, they, they, they didn't stop with outlawing Jewish practices. They didn't stop with desecrating the temple. They were going to force the people to practice the Greek religions or else you know there's that line in in star wars where princess leia is more like the more you tighten your grip the more star systems slip through your fingers yeah kind of like that so he's he's they keep you know bringing the hammer down harder and harder so they send soldiers to these villages around jerusalem and in one village uh, called modin they grab this leader called mattathias and he was a little bit old he was a priest and they're like, we're going to force Mattathias to sacrifice a pig on one of our altars, um, you know, an animal that they're not supposed to touch on an altar that's for another god. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to make him do this. And um, soon they're going to break the wood. This is going to be an example. You know, if he does it, then everyone will see that they should follow the Greek religion and it'll be super easy. And if he doesn't do it you know, then they would kill him. And then that would be an example to everyone. So they're like, either way, whatever happens with grabbing this leader and trying to get him to do this, either way we win and get people to be more likely to follow us. So this is going to be great. This is going to be great for the, the, you know, the Greek soldiers. But it doesn't happen quite like that. So they, they call everyone. They've got everyone there to watch as they make this leader, you know, sacrifice the pig. And he, um, he refused to do it. And someone else is like, I'll do it. And they're like, oh, great. You know, we'll just kill this leader. We'll have a different leader that supports us. Well, Mattathias, I don't know. Like, does he have a sword on him and they didn't check? Does he grab someone's sword? I don't, because it, it, it's not described. I like the picture that he just yanks a sword off of somebody. And then the guy who said, I'll do the sacrifice, he kills that guy. And then the guys who were making him do the sacrifice and, you know, threatening to kill him if he didn't do it, he killed those guys. Wait, and he... Why did he kill the guy that want, that was like, I'll do the sacrifice? Because he was trying to get the people to go along with the with the Syrian army. Spy! Yeah, basically, you know, traitor, kind of. So he, he kills him and um, he kills the soldiers and he, he waves his sword in the air and he says, Everyone who's for God, follow me! And his, he had five sons, and they all followed him, and then more people followed him too, and he ran into the hills. They weren't really soldiers. Mattathias was a priest. They were, they were farmers. 
Um, but here a rebellion has started, and um, they've got pitchforks. Huh? They mostly have pitchforks. Pitchforks, yeah, they've got pitchforks. Probably they've got farming tools like hoes and stuff. They probably have spears. They've probably got bows. They've got rocks. There's rocks all over the ground, you know, so they can just pick up rocks and throw them. Huh? They have scythes. Scythes. Maybe they have scythes. Yeah. Rock sound effect. <laughs> so they started a rebellion just like that. And um, so, yeah, that kind of backfired, didn't it? The Syrian soldiers mm-hmm. plan. And um, they they got they started being called the Maccabees. And the um, the oldest son was Judah. And he was he the oldest son? No, he was just one of those. I don't know if he was the oldest. So one of the sons, his name was Judah, and he was called Judah Maccabee. Judah led the people, and they hid in the hills, and they fought these mercenary soldiers who were like, they were like paid soldiers. They were just paid to fight. So um, the Syrians had like way more soldiers than the Maccabees um, had fighting farmers, and they were trained, and they were being paid, and they had better weapon, and they had armor, and they had more supplies, and all these advantages. But the Maccabees were fighting for their people and their way of life and everything important to them. And they were fighting on land that they knew and loved, where their families had lived for for centuries. And that's a pretty big advantage. So they, um, they fought. For three whole years, they fought. Um, I don't know all the details. What weapons did they have? What were their tactics? They used, well, guerrilla warfare tactics. They're hiding in trees. They're hiding in caves. They're hiding on the tops of hills. And they're, they're just lobbing rocks. Lobbing rocks, yeah. They're, they're ambushing soldiers. And um, three years of fighting, they fought and got closer and closer to Jerusalem, getting rid of, of the Syrian soldiers, chasing them away. And, um, and three, let's see, three years to the day... They, they make it back to the um, to the temple, and they reclaim it. They reclaim the temple. They chase out the army, and the temple's theirs, but it's in pretty bad shape because it's got the pig's blood. It's got the, it's, idol. It's got the idol in it, so they smash it. They, they smash they the idol. Like, Boom! Yeah, and they take apart the foreign altar, and they build a new one, and they clean it all up, and... Um, they 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 decide they're like we well most of this story was documented by like contemporary historians and stuff people writing down history as it happened so this next part in the story was added like 600 years later so you know maybe not historically accurate but it's it's symbolically metaphorically symbolically it's a really important part of the story so um they have the menorah which is like this lamp um and they they want to light it to rededicate the temple but they they only had enough oil to keep it lit for a day because it had to be a really special purified oil they had to make it from olives and then the oil they had to make it from olives and then they had to purify it but um they were so excited to finally reclaim the temple after three years and be able to to celebrate their religion and be able to worship God. They were like really excited about this. So um, they couldn't wait. They were like, let's let's just, we're going to go ahead and light it. Anyway, and this is what what's called the miracle of, of the oil. Because they lit it and it lasted eight days. And in that time they were able to make more. 
And by the time they had some more, then it had finally run out. It was only supposed to be enough for one day, and it lasted eight. It's sort of similar, you know, to the way they had a tiny, tiny group of farmers fighting until they reclaimed the temple. One small group of people doing the right thing, the thing that they believed in, and protecting their people. That's more powerful than an entire enemy army. So every year, at the same time in the winter, the day actually moves around in the Gregorian calendar because uh, our calendar is different than the, than the Jewish calendar, than the Hebrew calendar. But um, every year at the same time, the, they celebrate Hanukkah and the victory of the Maccabees and the miracle of the oil. And like I said, even, even Jesus had, was said to have celebrated this at the temple in the Festival of Lights. And um, that's why I learned the story. But um, I only learned that, like, the, the part with the oil. You only learned the part with the oil? Yeah. Yeah, that's the most popular part to tell, and it's strange to me because it's not the exciting part. You they know, never, they never even mentioned fighting. They just mentioned. They didn't mention oil. fighting. That's interesting. What was this in the? When which? What was the story? Where'd you hear the story? Uh, I can't remember. Like brain pop. Brain pop. Yeah, like it's it's weird to me that they would teach you the miracle, but not teach you the really exciting, historically documented part with all the fighting and the the small troop of fighters fighting for their homeland and their culture. Um, yeah, that's that's like exciting, this, this small amount of people fought yeah, and won. They didn't put in. Yeah, that's too bad. That's too bad they didn't tell that part. Well, you know the story now. So there's a cool picture book that we've read um, called Maccabee, the story of Hanukkah by Tilda Balsley. It's got rhyming text and fun illustrations. Um, so I recommend that y'all check that out if you really enjoyed this story. Uh, time to credit my sources. Most of the time I just get the story straight from the Bible and my own memory. But um, since this wasn't really one of my stories growing up except for small parts of it, I actually used the website My Jewish Learning to help write the story and uh, read some Wikipedia to place the story in its historical context. I know that's not super scholarly, but um, I wasn't sure where to go for information yeah. about this. Yeah, you can't use Wikipedia for your school project, though. What? I don't think so. Yeah, it'll be okay. Um, so, uh, usually I don't tell stories with the point of making a lesson about them, but since it's Thanksgiving, I just want to say um, that w we can make a difference. Um, because there still goes on in, in the world, in America even, Americans, especially white people, trying to shut down other cultures and other religions, and and um, you can you can make a difference. You can defend your neighbors. You know, if you see someone being bullied at school because they're a minority, you can stand up for them. Um, tell the you teacher. can tell the teacher, yeah. You can be, you know, at the very least, don't be one of those people who insists there's one right way to be American, one language to speak, one religion to have. I, I know you guys wouldn't do that. Um, and if you can, you can you can go to protests or find other ways to help people who are fighting for their rights because those fights are going on in America today. And here's the reason I told this story is because where you find evil, where you find people hurting people, you're also gonna find resistance. So fight with the resistance. Uh, I happen to know that I've got some protesters, I mean, no, not some protesters. I have listeners who've been to protests before. 
um, including my own Aiden and uh, Kieran has made art and signs for protests. And um, I know I've got other listeners who, who have done that type of thing. And I'm proud so of you guys. That. that is one way that we, you can fight for what's right. And I believe that we can make a difference. Um, I hope that everyone has a happy holiday and drive safely if you're traveling. Uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Stories for Heathen Children. Our theme music is Wholesome by Clavin McLeod. License under Creative Commons. And make sure to subscribe on Patreon if you want to support us. And also get lots of cool perks like early access. And I've got little side notes that I write up every every week about my behind the scenes thoughts on the on the episodes. So yeah, thanks, Kieran. Okay, uh, so that's it. Until next time, shine on, Star Child. <laughs>